You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 150. In this episode, I'm speaking to April Perry about how to get out of overwhelm and build your command central. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is April Perry, who teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to get out of overwhelm. April has had a planner since he was 13 years old and is on a mission to have a command central in every home and every office. April has a gift for you over at signal.com forward slash 150. Make sure you get it so that you can start to get more organized and get more done in your life and business. I'm so excited to be here with April Perry, and it was so much fun to get to know you, April, last year in the Mastermind uh, Inner Circle with uh, James Wetmore, and now we are both doing our second year. I am very happy about that because (laughs) I finally have you on my show. My plan was to have you on last year, and somehow it didn't make it. So thank you for being on the show, April. I am so excited to be here and you just taken off. It's so awesome to see how, you know, all of us are growing as a community and hopefully today the things that we'll share will help everyone in your community to continue growing as well. Cause you know, when you think we've got skills, abilities, things we want to do, how do we actually make it happen? <laughs> excited. Yes. So one of the biggest reasons I wanted to talk to you is that you are known for productivity, getting people out of overwhelm, getting people organized, making sure people are not in panic mode when they look at their to-do list and calendar. And if there is one thing that I hear people in my community complain about and they're using as a reason for not moving forward, it's the scary word overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) And I totally understand. I lived in that for most of my life. And about nine years ago, I finally got out permanently. And now I'm devoting my life (laughs) to helping other people to get out as well. Yeah. So before we dive into the how to fix the overwhelm, which I know people really want to know how they do it. How did you get into this space? You know, what's your background? And what's the story behind what you do today? Well, I got my first Franklin planner when I was 13 years old. My brother-in-law had one, my sisters had them, and I thought, oh my goodness, look at how you can prioritize your life and make checklists and plan. And I was raised with awesome parents, but they didn't have a really good system in place. So we lived in piles. I had piles of stuff in my bedroom. I would shove things under my bed. I always just grew up moving piles around, and I didn't know that that was optional. I'd walk into my other friends' homes, and they were all clean and organized, and I thought they were just magic. I didn't know that there was actually a system to making that work. And so I went to Franklin seminars, actually worked at Franklin Covey, and I loved planning and organizing. But then I became a mother, and Eric and I had four children in about seven and a half years. 
And then I felt like I had zero control. So I felt like my life is overwhelming. I can't get my to-do list done. I feel like I'm falling apart. And I was going into kind of a panic mode where I wasn't enjoying my life. I never felt accomplished at the end of the day. I felt like I was waking up overwhelmed, working as hard as I could, and then going to bed feeling like I'd failed. And as I've started teaching, I know like I'm not alone. That's how most people feel is that they're just living in this you know, panic mode, putting out fires all day. So I read the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen about 10 years ago. And when I read the book, everything that I had learned from Stephen Covey and Julie Morgenstern and Fly Lady and all my years of trying to manage my time, it just clicked. And I thought, you know what? I could build a machine, a command central that's going to utilize all these things I learned and lock it into place. So I did. I spent a week in my pajamas serving my family cereal for dinner because the vision was created. And I thought, oh my God, like, I was at that point where literally I was drowning and I finally saw a way out. So I spent the entire week getting out. I got my emails to zero, got my system in place, cleaned and organized my house. By the time I got my system set up, I was literally walking around my house looking for something to do because everything was done. And I felt like I was finally on my game. And then I thought, this is so awesome. I've got to tell my friends. So I invited my friends over. I sent out an email to all the ladies in my neighborhood. I'm like, just come over. I need to show you what I just learned. It's amazing. So I had 20 women in my front room. I didn't charge them. I just said, come over because I'm so excited. And I started teaching them what I was learning. I had a worksheet printed out. I started teaching them and they thought it was great, but they needed more. They're like, I don't quite understand, you know, because I was like, oh, clicking into place things I'd already studied for 20 years. For them, it was like, oh, this is kind of new concepts, and they needed more photos, more explanations. So I started teaching people. I made a little PDF. I sold it for $30 and started selling that. Started Then I changed the program, started doing videos. Then I started doing some in-person events, and then I revamped and made it simpler. And we're even doing another revamp this summer, making it even more simple for professionals. And it's just now I've probably spent, I don't know, 5,000 hours or more just teaching people how to do this and learning and now we've got thousands and thousands of people who are building their command centrals and now it's a movement so now i'm ready to help a command central on every desk that's my goal command central explain the concept like is that to how to get overwhelmed or or are there more steps to it it can be digital or it can be on your desk and it can include paper resources i mean i still do use my franklin planner and i have obviously a smartphone that i'm using and handling digital tasks and calendar and things like that as well. But a command central is a system. I think of it like a machine where if you think, if I could build a machine that holds all of my papers, tasks, projects, activities, emails, texts, obligations, dreams, wishes, goals, plus all the papers my kids bring home from school, plus everything that lands on the front porch, plus all that stuff that's typically sitting in piles. If you had a machine where everything could just flow into where it belongs and then it would come back to you exactly when you needed it and it would be totally off your mind and leave your home and office pile free, would you not want that machine, right? Like that's what I build. Of course. So I started, yes, I mean, it's awesome. And so I built it, mine's been running for nearly a decade now. And I started going into people's offices, HR reps, um, CEOs, homeschool moms and just started saying, okay, let me teach you how to do it. And it was like hundred percent success rate. Everyone who goes through the steps ends up at command central. So it's not like, Oh, I want to lose weight. Maybe I will. It's like you go through these steps, your command central is built and your stress goes away. So when you think of it, like I'm building a machine, like I'm building a car, right? 
you know you have to have all the pieces of a car in order to be able to drive. If you just have an engine and four tires in your driveway, awesome, but you can't drive anywhere. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, of course, I need the whole car. Same thing, Command Central. A lot of people have a calendar. They'll have an inbox. They'll have a filing cabinet. But then that's about where it ends, and the rest of their life is piles. So we teach, you're actually going to build a machine. You're going to build a system that has a waiting folder, a routines list, a goals section. We're going to teach you how some things are on your brain during the day, which is just like a calendar and an next actions list, you know, basic email. Then you have a weekly review where you go over, you know, routines and waiting, other things that you might need to do. And then you have a whole system of things totally off your brain, not a filing cabinet alone, but some other resources, which is what I have here in my office and things you can do in Evernote or digital apps. But you're basically telling your brain, you don't have to focus on everything at the same time. You just need to focus on what's right in front of you today because your machine is giving it to you. It's almost like having an assistant that lives right next to you who hands you things. Hey, Sigrid, it's time for this. It's time for this and shows you exactly what you need. And you trust that assistant so 100% that you don't even have to worry one bit if you're dropping any of their balls. Mm. So what if somebody's listening or, or watching this later and they are completely overwhelmed mm -hmm. because this is what I hear all the time. What's the first step? Because obviously Command Central takes time. Right. It does take time. It takes about 15 yeah. to 20 hours to set up the whole thing. Now, I have some mm. resources I'm putting together, like an emails to zero resource where you can yeah. do something like that. We put, put that to the show notes. Yes. Something like an emails to zero is a great place to start because it's like 90 minutes. The email training is like two to five minute videos. It's just like five of them. So it's super quick. But you can start learning how to do something like that. But what I would tell somebody, maybe if they're not ready to start the whole command center, how about I'll give you a few steps today that you can do right now. And then... See if yes. like, oh, this is the kind of thing that I would love because this is what we teach in our classes and I'll just kind of walk through it and show you. So the first place we start is we need to actually figure out what's on our projects list. What projects are we working on? Now, it's important to distinguish projects from routines. Like Sigrun, you've got a lot of routines in place in that you're supporting your masterminds, you're doing Facebook Lives, you're keeping track of email, you've got meetings with your assistants, you're doing your podcast. You've got a lot on routine and you've got that pretty much on autopilot so that you know, okay, Mondays I do this typically, there's what the team does, right? But then you also have projects and projects are one-time deals that are going to make your life easier. So something like establishing your podcast routine, that was a project. You had to figure out, I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. For you to get this podcast going into routine state, let's just talk about it. I mean, you obviously had to figure out what microphone you were gonna be using which systems? Yeah, microphone. Yeah, which system? Finding an editor, show note writer, talking with my team. How to basically keep me out of the loop once I have finished Yeah, and you did a beautiful job. Yeah, that was a It was a big one project. because yeah. I noticed when you had me sign up to come on, you had it so beautifully organized where it was, here's your sign up. Everything automatic. Here's where you do this. Here's where you send yeah. this. You had it so beautifully done. I could tell, okay, this didn't just happen. The Sigrun show didn't just happen. You created that because you made a project. But now you don't have to redo that every day. Now it's just, okay, April's meeting me at this time. I jump on and here we go, right? So that's what we essentially want to talk about is we need to decide, well, what are the projects I'm focusing on? Because while you were building your podcast, you weren't also trying to organize your garage and trying to build a mastermind plan. I mean, you were doing just maybe a project or two, right? One thing. So the yeah. way that I recommend doing this is having 
seven or eight maximum projects for your whole life. Now I recommend for your business, like one to three projects at a time. Then I have my family projects. That's things like, oh, we're putting together a new discipline system or we're putting together a new routine for cleaning the house, right? That's a project, you gotta establish it. And then projects for yourself. Like, okay, I need a new exercise routine or I need to update my wardrobe or I'm gonna do something to do my music again, right? So I wanna play the piano again and I wanna establish that routine. But if you can actually sit down and create a current projects list of seven or eight that's balanced for your life, your family, and your business, now you have one list that when you look at it, the way you know you've done it right, is if when you look at your list of seven or eight projects, you think, okay, that's doable for the month. If you think, I'm overwhelmed, that's too much, then that means you've made a poor decision that you've put too much on yourself because Sometimes we think that we're superhuman. Sometimes we think, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I'm capable. I'm talented. I can do everything. But then you crash and burn and you end up crying and yelling and getting mad at yourself and mad at your family. So what we want to do instead is give ourselves that discipline where we say, okay, here's my seven or eight projects. What we do with all the rest of them is you have them waiting in line in order of what's coming next. So that way I have hundreds of projects that I want to do. And I know what my next 10 are that I want to do. But then like you and I just came back from our mastermind. So we're in Laguna Beach. We're meeting with all of these awesome people. We're getting ideas like crazy while we're there. When you come home, instead of looking at your seven or eight projects and adding 12 more, you look at the ones on your business list and you think, are these still the appropriate projects for me to work on right now? Or should I move one of them to next in line because I just got this other idea that's going to help me grow faster and that deserves to be on my current list. But when you think of it like your current projects list has a finite number that it can hold and you're not going to overextend yourself, that first of all helps a lot of people just breathe better because they finally made a decision on what am I doing right now and what can I expect of myself. And that's huge because if you expect yourself to be a superhero, and then you have a very non-superhero day, you go into like a, a deep discouragement. You expect yourself to be able to do a short list, and then you get out of the part, and then you feel like, oh, I just, I made it. Accomplished, yes, yes. So yeah, I like that. I actually, I've kind of unconsciously or subconsciously, of course, I know you already over a year now, so possibly I've heard you talk about this before. And we have established a new routine. Now I have team members so I can do this is that I don't look into Asana anymore. They take care because there are a lot of projects in there. And the danger for a squirrel brain like myself is that I start to look at projects that I shouldn't be looking at. Right. So I have also, like you said, a list of one to three things that I should be focusing on for the whole week or a month. And then it keeps the overwhelm away. You know, so yes, I can have maybe some kind of asana or task system, but I cannot actually see what my team is working on. You know on. what, the way... It's almost like I... Yeah. The way we do it, it in I our asana. Put it away. Yeah. So we set up our asana where we do have a shared team asana, but we made one project called April's Projects and then another project called Jill's Projects, Kristen's, Danielle's. Everyone has their own project list and then I don't look at theirs. So I only look at mine and then I can assign tasks and things to them. But you're right, as soon as you start looking at every project, you start taking it on. But I'm sure you've seen a difference in your business. As soon as you started focusing on where your, you know, your specialty is, your business started to grow 
right? Because now you're doing what only you can do and your team is doing the great stuff they're great at doing. Yeah. So what about routines? Because yes, I, I have to put this in my calendar that we are talking yeah. today, mm-hmm. right? But I don't have to have it in my calendar or even on my to-do list what happens after this recording is finished. That's, is that what you mean with routine? So once you have routines in place, like we have routines list that's on our team members list. So each of our team members have their own routines. Once we've established a project and they put the routines on their list, I don't worry about it anymore. Now, if obviously if a routine stops happening, that becomes something I need to address, but our team's so great, they all do their routines. The point with routines is that we want to put them on autopilot as much as possible so we don't have to think about it. Because what a lot of people do is they go on their calendar and they write down everything that they wish that they could do that day. And that ends up with huge lists of projects and tasks and they put their routines on there too. That can feel overwhelming. So there's two different types of routines. There's routines that have to be done. Like I have a staff meeting, I've got my podcast recording, I've got events or things that I'm going to or running, or I'm checking my email, right? Actually, I wouldn't say that. I would say, I wouldn't put email on that. I would say there's routines that have to be done like your appointments. Now, if you want to put those on your calendar, I think that's really helpful because obviously you don't want to schedule a dentist appointment when you've got a team meeting or something like that. But there are some routines that aren't absolute. There are just things you would like to be doing. Like I would like to be doing more social media or I would like to be doing more um, reading or, you know, I mean, there's other things like I want to be doing more of. So what I do on those things is I put them on my routines list that I review every week. So it's routines I want to do daily, like exercise and drinking water and flossing my teeth, right? Like you have all your things you want to be doing daily, weekly, monthly, have it all organized. And I review that every week. Now, if I notice there's some important routines on that list that are not getting done, then I create calendar triggers to help me remember for a while or alerts or things like that. But like you don't put on your calendar your task list to brush your teeth anymore because you're like, yeah, now I just do it, right? Like when I was little, maybe I needed a chart or something, but now I don't. So some routines you don't need, like I don't need email written down on my calendar because I know I check my email every day a few times at least. So I'm not worried about that. But like if it's Something like, oh, I've got to have a better routine of checking in with this Facebook group I'm in charge of. Or I need a better routine of making sure I'm um, doing A-B tests on my lead pages. Or, you know, better routines in place that I keep forgetting. Those are things that you create as calendar triggers. But the goal is to totally separate routines and projects. Because if your brain knows routines are on autopilot, I'm good, everything's going well, and it's manageable. And you know you have some project time built into every week's schedule, at least, you know, as many hours as you can. I try to have at least five to 10 hours of project work in a week because that's when you do things like improve a funnel, write your book, build a course, do something that's going to enable you to build your business and be able to have something to sell or a better funnel that you can help offer people the things that you're creating in your business. One thing that I've heard you mention is not to fill up your calendar, which I think a lot of people do. So they will Mm -hmm. kind of, oh, I'm going to do email there. I'm going to do projects there. And suddenly the calendar is like super, super full. Here's the thing. If it works for you to do that, then that's fine. Like if anything's working for you and it's different than the way I work, clearly like you don't have to change it. But you only want to do things that are working for you. I found that that did not work for me because I would open my calendar and look at it. 
First of all, I would feel overwhelmed from the beginning of the day until the end of the day. I also felt like my calendar was controlling me and that I wasn't controlling my calendar. And then every single day, something would come up that would throw a wrench into my day. And then I would have to spend time moving things around on my calendar. And that was just wasting time. So that's why I don't do that. I have, I have a very strong aversion to that. But what I do is on my calendar, I keep it white space like an empty canvas. I think of it like my canvas for the day. And anything that I have to do, like, I mean, today is a busy day. We, I have two podcasts today. We've got a webinar. We've got a training this afternoon. We have two meetings with team members. We've got an event at the church tonight. Like my day is totally full. So today, yes, but I signed up for it. And today I had off and tomorrow I have off. So today's like my day, totally fine. But typically like tomorrow, I have one thing on my calendar. So then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, hey, what do I want to do today, right? And that feeling, that's what we want every day. And then I can go to my projects list and all my next actions are in place. One of the main reasons why we don't move forward on our projects is because we feel paralyzed and we don't know where to start. And that's probably happened you know, to most of us in that you've, you know there's something you need to do, whether you're in school and you're working on your dissertation, or maybe you have back taxes or something stressful. Or if you're starting a business, it might be something like, I've got to get the LLC established, or my email provider is having some glitches, or I've got to hire someone, right? There's big projects sometimes that you know, if I got that project done, I would feel amazing. But you don't even feel like you have the bandwidth because you go to start and you're like, oh, what do I do? Oh, I got, oh, I started to start here and I gotta do that. And you start feeling so overwhelmed. I mean, actually, most people go get a handful of chocolate chips and they eat their chocolate chips instead of doing a project. I kid you not. Like, I didn't know. I thought maybe it was cookies. No, it's not cookies. It's chocolate chips. That's what everybody eats. And so it's so funny in our classes, people are like, I actually have a bowl of chocolate chips right here in front of me. Are you watching me? It's so funny. So when you feel this need to procrastinate a project and go eat your chocolate chips, it's typically because you haven't fully identified the next action. Now, this is what I learned from David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. And I loved it so much because it helped me finally get started. Now, his official definition for next action is what's the next specific visible activity that will lead your chosen project toward completion? So maybe everyone listening right now, think about one project that you feel like, oh, I'm totally overwhelmed. My desk or something in my business, like what's that one thing that you're like, please help me get it done. Okay, now let's think of something that's so basic that would take 10 minutes or less that you think, okay, I couldn't put that off even if I tried. So let's say you are starting a podcast. I mean, let's just brainstorm, Sigrun. What would be like a 10-minute task that somebody could do if they're like, I want to start a podcast. I don't have any equipment right now. I know what my show is going to be called, but I don't know where to go from here. What's one thing they could do in 10 minutes that would at least get them moving? Well, I know what uh, a former client of mine actually did. She contacted me on Messenger and said... Which microphone are you using, Sigrun? I love that. Now, maybe you should just tell us right now so everyone doesn't message you on Messenger. What's yes, your microphone? That's true. Let's just tell us. What's it's, your microphone? It's Rode NT-USB. Amazing quality for a fairly low price. I think like $160. Awesome. And she went and bought it. So this was not 10 minutes. This was five, five two, two minutes. Right. Not a big yeah. deal. And those of you who just listened to Sigrun, you'd be like, oh, great. I'll go check out that microphone. We'll get it. 
So it's identifying something that's so basic that you think, okay, well, at least that's going to get me moving. Or then maybe my next 10 minutes is let me just sketch out what I want the first three to five episodes to be. What do I want to actually talk about in a podcast? So you just sit down, set the timer for 10 minutes, and just start writing out what you think would be some good ideas. But what we want to do is make it simple that when you think about the task, your heart lifts and you think, oh, I could do that. Because if you think, oh, that sounds hard, it's probably not a next action. Like some people will say things like, oh, my next action is to organize my bedroom. Okay, that is not a next action. You can't do that in 10 minutes. That's a sub project, right? That's part of a whole house. But a next action could be something like, I'm just gonna clear all the dishes off my nightstand and go put them in the dishwasher. Like that's a next action, that's doable. And so when you can think about your business, your project at home, whatever it is that you need to plan or do, when you can boil it all the way down and turn it into one phone call, one message, one email, one little task at your desk, one thing in the kitchen, like one little thing, then your brain says, oh, that's not overwhelming. Okay, I can start doing it. Okay, then should we go into our next step, which is writing down those next actions in the appropriate place. So I do mine in two parts. And on my planner, I'll just kind of show you how I work this out. I keep a little next actions list and I have it organized by things I'm doing at home, things that are errands, things I do on the computer, well, phone calls, and things to discuss, okay? So this is my little list of things that are flexible. Now I keep my personal life and my business life kind of separate in that way, where my little paper bookmark, this is more personal stuff, like I'm reading the book Traction. I signed up for an online finance class because I want to learn investing this year. I'm reviewing some customer service notes. My husband and one of our assistants attended this awesome class on how to be better at customer management. So they took notes and just sent them over to me to share it. I want to review that. Um, their tires rotated. So that's my little errand right there. Get the tires rotated. And then I have some computer work, like emailing a friend, printing the paperwork my son needed for camp, right? Because I'm, I'm managing children, the household, the business. So all my personal and family tasks are on here. And then the way I do it for our business is like I told you inside Asana, I have April's projects and I just have two current ones and I have little subtasks in there where they're in the right order by next action. So during my project time, I sit down at my computer, I open Asana and say, okay, right now I'm working on hiring our integrator. So I just click on hire the integrator and my next step is to do a final edit on the page that has the job application. So I need to finish that job application. I can do that, at least spend 10 minutes on it, right? And, or book an hour, I could book some time to do that if I needed to. But that way I can run the family, I can run the business, I can run everything. And I'm not thinking of the million things I could be doing. It's like, I've got this little, these little lists. So the way that it works as far as a day-to-day -day process is when I wake up in the morning, I've looked at my calendar first. I'm like, okay, here's my day. Now I knew I was gonna be meeting with you. Now I had two recordings before this, but I knew I was going to be on the video on you. So I'm like, why would I take the shower and get ready early in the morning, right? Before my other two things that weren't on video, because if I'd waited, I would have been like, oh man, I'm about to get on video and I never took a shower, right? So you always like look at the calendar to see what do I need to be wearing? What do I need to make for dinner, right? All that kind of stuff. But then when 10 minutes pops up today, which it already has and which it will again, I can say, okay, what are the little tasks that I can fit in to my day? 
So if I'm out running errands, I would look at the tire rotation and think, hey, is this a good time for me to drop by and do a tire rotation? So I can just run on in and they can just do it there in like 30 minutes. Or if I have time um, sitting at my computer, I might open a sauna and say, what's my next step on a project? And so, or the to discuss is things I discuss with my husband. So when Eric and I, let's say tonight, we're all done with the day, we're sitting down, we're kind of maybe, or finishing up cleaning the kitchen or something like that. I can look at my little list and say, oh yeah, hey Eric, we need to buy choir tickets. Our boys are in this choir and they're kind of selling out. Do we want to go at five o'clock or eight o'clock on this date? That's a discussion item because I can't go buy those tickets until Eric and I have decided on the time. So I've just got it under to discuss, no stress. But the beautiful thing about this list is if anything on the list, it doesn't really have to be done on a certain day, but does have a deadline. Like, well, at least we need this done by next Friday. Then I note that on my calendar is a calendar trigger. So that way nothing slips through the cracks. So when you have your calendar as only your appointments or date specific tasks, like I have to pay this bill that day or I have to send this in that day, and then you have your next actions totally organized by context, no flexible, and your projects are just waiting for you and everything's flexible, it actually starts to eliminate the overwhelm because you don't feel like you have a lot on your plate. You feel like you have a lot of opportunity but you don't feel like there's so much that I need to do right this minute. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So basically you've split your brain into pieces and you go into a, let's say a box in your brain. And now I'm only focusing on the business projects. And then I go into the other box and I focus on life projects and then family projects. And what do you do as entrepreneurs? We constantly have new ideas. What do we do with the new ideas? Where do we put them? Where, where, where do we make sure we find them again? <laughs> I love that you asked that because if you have a lot of new ideas, the last thing you want is to lose them because the whole point of having creative energy and having a business is so you can create. And if you didn't have any new ideas, you'd feel stagnant and your business wouldn't grow as well or you wouldn't grow personally. Like you need those ideas. So the main thing is that we need to be able to first have a place where we can record the ideas to reflect on in the future. Because a lot of times the ideas will come while you're in the shower, they'll come while you're out at the beach or on a vacation or while you're in a meeting and you can't go make that invention or do that thing or email that person right in that minute. It's just something that you need to think about. So I encourage everyone to have some place where they capture things during the day that they're going to be able to review before they close the day. So the way I do it is I have my little Franklin planner and it has a blank page on the right hand side for each day. And that's where I throw ideas, take notes. Now you could also record a voice memo and email it to yourself. You could have a note inside of Evernote that you just keep track of like ideas for the day and little inbox. The point is though, that you have to have a way to come back to that idea and put it into your system or else it just goes and flutters off and you won't remember it again. So let's say I'm doing my paper list. I'll just share the way I do it and then you can just adapt it to however you want to do it. But okay, so let's say today while I'm in this meeting, because Eric and I, we do this life architecture class that we're beta today this year, we're beta launching this year. We have a two hour meeting today with all of our life architecture students. It's our first meeting. It's our kickoff. Super excited about it. But I know I'm going to get five project ideas during that call because our clients will be saying, oh, I want this. What if we did this? And they're going to be brainstorming with us and I'm going to get ideas. 
So during the class, I'll have my planner sitting on my lap and I'm just going to write down ideas from that class and record them. But then as soon as the class is over, I've got to jump into more meetings. So they're just going to sit there and they're going to wait. Then at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I first look at my calendar and review it, make sure I've gotten everything done that day that had to be done, finish up any last minute emails. I process my emails, keep them at zero. Takes like five minutes, not a big deal. Then I look at my planner, my notes for the day, and I extract the tasks. So if anything I wrote down was a next action, like, oh, this is a discussion point with Eric, or here's a 10 minute thing I could do on the computer, or here's something that goes with a project in the sauna, then I go ahead and I write it down in the appropriate place so it'll come back to me. But if anything on there is a project, like, oh, we should actually create a whole new, as an upsell to this thing, right? Or something like that. Then I write it down as a project and I put it into Asana in the appropriate place. Now, most likely it won't become a current project. It's not gonna replace my projects I have right now, but it might go into my next in line projects or my someday projects. And I just put it in the appropriate place. So it's a consistent ability as an entrepreneur, as a creative, to be able to dream and brainstorm, but then be able to make immediate decisions on, well, what does that new dream mean to me? Is that something I want to do hmm. like next week? So I'm going to put it in my next in line list. I'm going to make a calendar trip, remind me to do it. Or is that something I just add to a Sunday list and maybe in six months I'll look at it and maybe I won't, but it's fine. Because not every idea is going to have its time today. But every idea, I think, has its time, and you just need to be able to know it's safe. And so that's like a system that helps me keep everything safe so I don't feel overwhelmed. Isn't it fun? That makes absolute sense. Yeah, I, yeah, it is fun. And I know that Michael Hyatt, for instance, was also telling in one of his talks that we constantly get ideas and we have to write them down somewhere but we cannot have them distract from our current project. And it's a little bit of a problem of entrepreneurs and myself included. I'm a little bit of a squirrel and I'm like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. And I've had to uh, stop it. You know, I have a team and if I decide to do suddenly something new, there's like three people have to change what they're doing. And that's not sustainable. And it's kind of, you can right. do And to serve your community. Yeah. You know, the community needs you to finish one project before going on to the next because they want the full measure of your brilliance. You know, if you half the project and then you jump to something else, you got the fun of enjoying that idea, but no one else did because it never actually got out yeah. there. And so it's really, it's a love for your community and the people you're serving. And it's a way to honor yourself and your own ideas and intelligence and inspiration to make sure that you're putting projects in the appropriate place. And sometimes it is the right time to jump on a project. You know, you might get an idea and say, team, everything else is going on pause right now. We're going to do this. I mean, Oprah Winfrey calls you or right, some opportunity comes that you're like, I'm totally going to take this opportunity. Then that's great. Yes, take everything else, move it to next in line, and you put that on as your current project. But what I what hurts my heart is when I see talented, amazing people taking 40 projects on all at the same time, yeah. getting none of them done, and then convincing themselves that they're failures, when in fact, the only problem is they expected themselves to do more than is humanly possible. So all we have to do is make sure we're expecting ourselves to be human and giving us that space. We're going to knock it out of every time. Like, how would you feel, not you necessarily, but those listening, how would you feel if 
every single time you wrote down between two and eight projects for the month, all of them checked off every month. It was like, what's my projects for the month? Well, here they are. Check, 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 done. Okay, what's my project for this month? Like when you can do that, and you can, when you do that, you feel such a power come back to your life because you realize I'm not a victim. I don't have to sit around and wait for the world to open. <laughs> I can just go and say, here's my project. Here's what I'm going to do. You go get them done. And then every month you feel really confident. Your confidence increases. Your mood goes amazingly well. I mean, you feel like your family becomes stronger. Your life becomes better. And you think, okay, this is working. And then that's when your business starts to grow. That's when you start being able to earn your income and clean your house and have great relationships. And then you start thinking, okay, this isn't just, oh, luck, maybe I'll have a good life. It's that, hey, I'm going to make a good life. What steps do I want to put in place next? This been amazing April. And now, of course, what's the first step? I know you have a lot of uh, wonderful free ways to get started on your website and we will link to them in the show notes but can you mention quickly you mentioned inbox zero before is that the best way to start so it depends on your biggest pain point i'll give you two links and these are the ones that i think depending on your pain point if you just want to build the whole command central you're like just show me how to get started i want to build it it's about a 15 to 20 hour time commitment okay but you go to learndobecome.com forward slash step program. So it's all one word, step, our program's called Steps to Everyday Productivity. So learndobecome.com forward slash step program. If you want just the emails, if you're like, hey, just let me learn how to do my emails to zero, 90 minutes, learndobecome.com forward slash inbox dash zero. And you can sign up there and we'll show you. I've got it all set up where what I want you to do is you put a big screen to your right, and then you have your computer or laptop right in front of you and you just watch the videos and just do it. It works beautifully with Gmail. Anyone who has Gmail, we show you how to do it in other services too, but Gmail is fantastic. It's just so great with the filters and all the stuff you can do. But yeah, either come to the class or go to your emails to zero because really like, and I know it seems crazy, but I want a command central on every desk. Like Henry Ford wanted a car in every driveway. Steve Jobs wanted a computer in every home. I want a command central on every desk because When you think if we could actually solve the overwhelm for the world, what would that do? I mean, think about families, businesses, the economy, politics, just people's lives in general. When you feel overwhelmed, you feel like I just can't do it anymore. I'm exhausted. I can't, I can't get up in the morning. I want to lay in bed. I want to eat my chocolate chip. When you have the overwhelm as a thing of the past, then you can be very deliberate with where you spend your time. And it just brings so much joy. It's a whole lot of fun along the way. So yay, come join us. We love it. Well, we are on a mission together because that's why I wanted to interview you. And I'm already feeling relaxed for on behalf of my community. <laughs> so you'll find all the links in the show notes. Thank you for being on the show, April. I know you're super busy and also today, full day ahead. No stress, no stress. That's what I've realized. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pleasure and I'm looking forward to see you next time in New York. Yay, thanks again. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 150. There you'll also find a gift from April so that you can get out of overwhelm. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? 
if you did, please share, subscribe, and give this show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.